This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, man, it's the meet your neighbor segment. I have an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur here in South Florida, Aisha Williams. She's going to give us the game on how she created Exit 36 promotions, trucking, and has sprouted out to all type of different businesses in the South Florida area. How are you doing today, madame? I'm great. How about you? I am doing awesome. I'm awesome. I want to hear, though, all about how you started on your journey of entrepreneurship. And let's start with which company was first and even more importantly, why did you create it? Okay, the first company was Exit, not Exit 36, I'm sorry, Trust Teen and Young Adult Center. Uh, And that was created for teens. Uh, I've worked in child care for a large part of my life, about 16 years uh, at the same center uh, in Pompano Beach, Florida. And working there, starting off as a assistant, working my way up to a teacher. Then uh, I went, once I left, I was assistant director. Um, I saw that they had places for uh, children, young children, up to the age of 13. The state would provide um, assistance and, you know, child care assistance for children up to 13 years old. Once they were 13, they could no longer come to the child care center. And, you know, that's a very impressionable age. Uh, You know, then they're like kind of thrown out to the streets to kind of fend for themselves. So I, I started Exit 36. I mean, I'm sorry, Trust Teen and Young Adult Center uh, as a place like a mini, um, a mini vocational school. And I had different uh, programs planned to set, you know, to have them set up for the the children to come after school uh, to work on different things. If they were into uh, singing, dancing, um, uh, cosmetology, different thing, different ideas and different things uh, I had set up and, and spoke to different uh, people that could run those classes. Um, and I, I'm still, my goal is to still get that started, but as a nonprofit, a new nonprofit is hard. It was, I found it hard to get funding. I don't know, you know, how everyone else um, does. And I wasn't really into selling anything. I kind of gave uh, things away um, from my pockets or whatever, whatever I could do or, or do out in the community. So that's where I first started. 
Okay, and off air, we'll talk about how you can find money, where to find money, have videos on that. I, you know, we'll talk and um, you can remind me to send you a link and we can talk about that. But with the with the trucking, let's get into the trucking, because I as I've told you, um, I still keep my CDL, keep all my licenses I have acquired throughout the years. And what made you get into, you know, the transportation? Uh, transportation. I. uh it was funny because I never really thought about it until about three years ago. I was, um, I had a friend that drove trucks and I was like, hmm, you know, it'd be nice. I, it wasn't like a dream or something. I had to drive trucks and um, he actually, you know, it was like uh, illegally had me driving trucks, doing different things in, in uh, 53-inch uh, trailer trucks. So I was like, hey, you know, and, and he always preached, well, you know, if you ever want to do this, you don't have you don't have to worry about having somebody looking over your neck all the time. You know, you're kind of on your own, moving around, um, doing your own thing, just staying on schedule with your deliveries or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So... I was like, okay, well, let me add this just in case, you know, get this license just in case. Um, at the time I was working at a, a drug treatment center and right after I, I became licensed, um, they had a, the, the treatment center had a, a downgrade in uh, employment. So they had to do, uh, let people go. And I was a part of that let go. And I had that license to fall back on. Uh, so it made me do more research into trucking and uh, get other friends that were drivers over the road, you know, locally or whatever. And, you know, I, I saw the, you know, the business side of it and, and the way that it could be profitable uh, in having a, a trucking company or uh, well, right now I'm starting it off as a um, a uh, uh, recruitment company. And, and so you, you saw a need. Now, you know, driving a 53-plus truck, inch truck, um, isn't just something you can pick up and do. Um, what type of training did you do? How did you learn how to drive that truck, you know, especially if it was manual? And, you know, talk about that journey because you, you, you hear, oh, learn how to drive a truck in two weeks. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody can do that. Some folks, it's going to take you a, a month to, you know, really understand it so you don't kill anybody. Right. Well, I... Uh one of my first vehicles was uh, maybe four or five speed car. So I wasn't intimidated by the shifting. Um, the double clutching is, you know, <laughs> that's something, something that was different um, to, to learn to do that. And uh, it was, I don't, you know, I don't, I guess the, the practice with my friend, it was, it wasn't much, but, you know, just to get out there, and get behind the wheel, take my time and, um, and, and, you know, learn how to do it. I, I actually was in school for like a 40 hour course. So I did get my license, like in a couple weeks, like I, I did the week, um, of training in school. And then I, um, you know, tested for the, 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 the board test or whatever the state test and, 
that was that and I passed it on the first try um so uh it, it, you got to be dedicated I I like blocked everything out while I was on that journey I blocked like everything out um anything that that wasn't about trucking I blocked it out except for the kids of course you know I had to take care of home but anything outside of that I was just focused and the reason, folks, I wanted her to come on because, you know, women in trucking, more and more women are getting into trucking. And when women do get into trucking, like many things, they excel. And so I wanted to come and say, you know, there might be women drivers looking for opportunities. You have such a kind spirit, opening, welcome spirit. I think, you know, folks would be a blessed to be able to come under you no matter what business it is, because you're not going to, you know, beat them down. And, you know, you, you'll have more patience than probably most people, especially, you know, folks who've been in the trucking for 30, 40 plus years. It's just so cut and dry. It's not warm. Um, are, are, is that intentional or is that just who you are? you know you you can't beat beat people down you're not gonna curse nobody out because you know accidents happen in every type of business true I, it's just who i am i'm i'm you know i'm not perfect as a person nobody is uh you know and i'm i understand you know people have you know things but outside of their job uh, you know other things to take care of and you know I, i'm I'm not here to beat anybody down. You know, I listen, I would rather work with them and for them to be open or to, to make them feel comfortable enough to be open to, you know, let me in and let me know, you know, what's going on behind the scenes of work. So, you know, we can come up with a solution, you know, to help everybody. Kind words, kind words. And so then, you know, you have the, you're in the trucking game. How do you get into the promotion game, you know, helping out? Yes, folks, helping out musicians and letting them showcase their talent. How, where'd that come from? Well, with the entertain Exit 36 Entertainment, I I saw the neat. Well, I heard the horror stories, you know, when we're young, looking at um, NWA, Salt and Pepper. And, you know, we just look at them as, oh, they're performers. They're doing well. They're making money. Uh, the TLCs, the, you know, those stories. And now they were old, all these stories coming out. And it's like, you know, they were really being used and abused, you know, behind the scenes trying to make it. And um, we, I, I, and I also have a son. He, he raps and I listened to his music and I was impressed. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, let's let's do something for the the new artists, whether they're older or younger, um, all different types of artists, whether they're painting, singing, dancing, whatever it is they do, you know, have a safe haven for them um, to to feel free to come and share their their uh, talents, and you know, hopefully we get you know, the right eyes on them and uh, keep them independent where they're over their, their whatever they, um, their, their craft is, you know, they have their own royalties and, and keep their own stuff. So they don't have to go back and sell themselves or, you know, under these strict contracts um, that some of the, these, uh, these companies, you know, put on place on the artists. And, you know, they have to go through so much to get their royalties and everything. So 
you know, we want to work with the independent artists, help them get, uh, get, you know, the eyes of the community and, and people that they want to, you know, market to, you put them together and, and see what comes. Well, definitely. And, you know, folks were getting bad deals because they had bad education on the industry. If you're not reading books on whatever industry you're in, you are bound to be hooked by the crooks. And you if you, you have to speak the language and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the old artists now they see it. But there have always been people, black people, brown people of all kinds who have negotiated folks deals. Some of those people are my mentors, but what you find is somebody gets their first 10,000. Do they change their first hundred thousand? Do they change? Then you talk about the first million. Do they change? If you can stay the same, educate and stay around a team, you can really visualize and, and see that goal for that dream. Right. And, and and that's the problem. A lot of them just it's it's me, me, me. I think I'm self-made. How can you be self-made? Did you come out of your own womb? <laughs> you know, so you need, you need a, 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 a group around you that you can trust and you can build with. You know, you can't be you can't have that. Oh, I'm the, you know, star type attitude. No, um, it's all about me. No, it's, it's a, if, if you want to prosper and you want it to grow then you have to include others, you know. Have to. No, there's no way around it. You might not understand what they're doing. I, I say in my, my company, um, we turn the pyramid upside down. So if you think I'm at the top, flip it. And it's everybody else and what ideas and how you implement those because I, I, can't, I can't run all of this just by myself. And so, you know, somebody else is in my email at times <laughs> sending out, you know, massive emails and right. answering emails. It's not just, oh, Kellen, 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 um, right. you know, and I appreciate those people. So, you know, what is, you know, with the success that you're having and the best is yet to come, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you plan on doing in the future. And I know you mentioned your nonprofit. So if you want to even go more detailed into that, or if you have some other stuff that you're doing, feel free. Uh, right now, I, in the, in the past few years, um, exit, uh, trust teen and young adult center. Um, I've done, you know, many give backs, um, like back to school. I, I've, uh, got clothes and and you know shoes like slightly worn clothes and shoes from the from the community and uh, joint forces with this other um, group that was giving uh, back school supplies or and whatever like a fun day or whatever and you know people like they came from everywhere to get those clothes those shoes because I was you know posting it hey we got this we got that you know first come first serve and we kind of had like a whole. Uh, tennis court full of stuff <laughs> to uh, give back to the people and that was you know it was just me my kids kind of putting that together um we've done also like uh socials um in the name of you know stop the violence stop the cr crime um you know got uh treats uh one place we were um i just chose random uh black owned businesses, um, small businesses to, to go and support. And I, you know, brought maybe a, a hundred or, or so of their uh, snacks 
to uh, invite people out, you know, in the name of stop stopping uh, violence in the in the neighborhood and the communities. I plan my my biggest plan is really uh, to have a like a junior vocational school for these teens to come to and do the things that they like, whether, you know, designing clothes, different, whatever they they like. We kind of came up with a program that, you know, could, could help them out. Uh, and I think that the school system has really gotten away from hands on um, things. You know, you, when I was coming up in school, we had, um, what it was like we can go out and get a little job or learn um wood wood shop and and different little things in school but now everything is about sit here read this give me your an answer go home <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no no more you know getting to know people the kids are so closed off and into their phones even the adult, adults we're so closed off and into the phone till we don't come together and and you know communicate learn how to communicate maybe some of this stuff will go away if uh, some of this violence will go away if people learn how to communicate again instead of and learn to understand look at trying to understand where a person we don't have to agree you know but let's do it respectful we can dis disagree all day but you know i respect your mind respect mine and keep it moving that that's real talk and really you're talking about folks humbling themselves and we know you know that folks aren't humble pride is people are full of pride even if they have nothing don't have a pot to piss in but they, they're too prideful to even just come under someone because you know it, it's just sad but I, I want right now i want the audience to check in the description box visit your links she has so much going on that you can get some of this game you can get hired you can go showcase your talent you might be in alabama right now and say you know what let me go jump on this thing and rock some shows and and then also learn how to you know how can i get into this other things maybe you want to work on a promotion team i don't want to give the folks a game overload because i want them to act and i, I want to talk to you off air about how we're going to fund that nonprofit. so thank you for coming on you have any last words for the people no, I, um, you know, stay encouraged, guys. You know, the sky's the limit. I'm, I'm a single mom with, you know, six children. So if I can do it, you know, with the with the scuffles of of raising children, thank God, all of them are grown except for one now. But anybody can do it. Just keep your keep your your mind on your goals. Don't let anybody come in and and take you off track. And if they do, you know take a woosah moment and, and just jump back on the train. Um, and I thank you, Kellen, for having me on. You're welcome. You guys been laced with the game. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, be blessed. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.